What's up, everybody? We are back with another HDR Experiment episode where we have Shannon the Cannon and a new partner, friend, buddy, captain of the ship, uh, Ashton. And I, I heard people call you Ashton French before or Ashton Young. Which, which is it? Ashton Young. Okay. Where did <laughs> French come from? I don't even know. Man, it was, I, it was a it was a buddy in uh, in common that we have, and and they called you Ashton French. I was like, I don't know. Oh, I call him Anthony Mackey. He looks like Falcon. Yeah, yeah. We Papa Doc. Hey, he gets us into every club. It's pretty cool. So thanks, Ashton. <laughs> but Shannon the Cannon, we have a lot to talk about. Not only about F three, which you and uh, Ashton are partners in a separate company, which is called Let's Win, right? So I'd love to talk about the. Um, apparel company that you guys are starting i mean obviously the f3 partnership that we're all trying to um, figure out how to blow up both of our brands and ufl yeah ufl big time the synergy is just there you it's know what there. i mean that's there the synergy is there f3 is just such a a good brand and it, it, the way it opens up the doors for everything yeah there's tons of tons of doors to be opened here well that is kind of the first door that we kind of first linked up about um, and so we'll get into the F3 exciting stuff, but for the audience who might not know, I don't know who wouldn't, but let's get into, you know, Shannon's background. Oh. You, you were a MMA pioneer. You know, I, I have the luxury of, of, you know, rolling around with some pretty big names, Frank Mir, Rampage Jackson, Tito Ortiz, all these great legends of the sport, but you were not only there during their heydays. You have quite a pre those days. Yeah, I mean, actually, I started fighting in 1991, and the UFC didn't even come out till 93. Yeah, um, Pancras came out in 93 as well. So uh, it was Pancras, then the UFC, then you know, other things. But I started fighting uh, in 91, doing bare knuckle, uh, full contact, Valley Tudo title, blood sports. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was no rounds, no weight classes, um, bare knuckle, and uh, more or less the rules were no biting. I mean, and even then you could maybe get away with a biter and you could probably get away with it but you know i'd go down to nogales and uh started in mexico and we fight in plaza de toros they'd have the chicken fights the dog fights and then the people would literally it was um it, it was uh it was crazy <laughs> good times you know the the commission wasn't quite there was no commission are you kidding me no commissions there um but then but then you know i i, I did see the ufc in 93 and um met a guy by the name of dan the b7 um he kind of put me under his wing um which is funny because we later in life actually fought two times. But Dan took me under, under his wing and he said, this is how you become an MMA fighter. Took me out to Hawaii. We fought in Super Brawl um, in front of 10,000 people in this massive arena. And that was like my first introduction to what real professional MMA was. At that time, it was called NHB, No Holds Bark. Um, but yeah, this predates all the, uh, the, the other companies that are out there now. And, you know, Galen, who is on our team and he, he follows this stuff. I, I need to have him on all the podcasts going forward because he, he brings up so many talking points of our amazing guests. And he's just like, did you know that Shannon, I need to, I need to remember the name. It was called, um, uh, Lethway. Yeah. Lethway. Okay. So if, <laughs> let's talk about Lethway. Lethway is bare knuckle kickboxing with headbutts, elbows, and wrestling takedowns. So you could literally go out, headbutt a guy, take him down, and you know, they, and in Lethway, you have to knock the guy out three times before the fight is actually over. So you could knock him out. The ref and the corner man will pull water on you, wake you up. Yeah, they'll wake you up, and then you fight again. It's 
the craziest things. So anyway, I fought in Team USA in Myanmar, Burma. And uh, I'm one of the only guys in the world to ever do Lethway, K1, kickboxing in Japan, professional wrestling, MMA, and bare knuckle boxing, BKFC. I'm one of the only guys that ever do all that. Oh, plus, I won worlds twice in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's what I so. am excited to talk about because, you know, as we're talking about potential final opponents for Frank Mir, he's really want, you know, he's known for his ground game for a big guy, you know. He's got big man jiu-jitsu for sure. Big man jiu-jitsu. And so to find an opponent that can, you know, let him ex- expose some skill sets of his on the ground for his final fight, it, it's hard to find those opponents, you know? And uh, Well, you know as well as I know. I threw my hat in the ring. I'm there. I want to fight Frank Mir. We're both black belts in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, both high level. Uh, he was a UFC champion. I'm a pride veteran. Um, I have more MMA fights than anybody in the world. I mean, I don't have the best record, let's say, but I mean, I have not ever ducked anybody and I will fight anyone. And obviously this will be my retirement fight too. So two guys going out, Pine. giving it their all, pioneers of the sport and you know one guy has to lose sorry frank but uh i'm i'm coming out to get this win it's in my hometown arizona I love literally i'll sell 400 tickets on you know at the gate and thousands of people will watch me because you know, mine you fought around the world and that's oh man i've got fans in russia and japan and china and amsterdam and london canada mexico puerto well, rico talk about some of the fights in pride you fought yeah. i mean who Sakuraba, man, uh, Pride 11, dude, Sakuraba was the, the, the Gracie killer. He had beat five Gracies in a row. No one wanted to fight Sakuraba. Literally, they, they put it out there. Nobody wanted to fight him. So I get a call from my buddy, dear friend of mine, Don the Predator Fry. He goes, hey, kid, you want to fight Sakuraba? And I'm like, well, hell yeah, I want to fight Sakuraba. When is it? He said, it's going to be October 31st. It's going to be Halloween. Um, and this was in 2000. And uh, he called me literally on my birthday, which was September 27th. I literally had a month. Oh, wow. I had a month to train. I never had that much time to train. I got in great shape in that, that month. much time? Yeah. I was expecting yeah. you to say. No, back then, man, you would get fights on three days notice, four days notice, a week notice, you know, 10 day notice. Um, I actually had a month to train. So I was ready to fight Sakuraba. But a lot of people won't uh, understand this, but I broke my legs in the, in the army. And I had compound or not compound, but, uh, what's called chronic stress fractures. So if you go back and watch that fight, my legs were taped from my ankle up to my knees. I had it all taped because one of my legs was still fractured. Oh my gosh. But I could not, not fight Sakuraba. I mean, I had to do it. So, um, yeah, so I fought him with a fractured leg. Um, and and he ended up getting that leg and doing an ankle lock on that leg. Mm. So yeah, I tapped out. So, but, but regardless, that is what launched my career. I fought Sakuraba main event, pride 11. Um, no excuses. You know, I got, I got beat, but, but, but man, I took him down. I was one of the only guys ever take him down. And, um, you know, I got to open the doors and just lead to so many other things like, uh, the Quentin Jackson story where me and Quentin were fighting for pride and, uh, we're doing a pro wrestling event. The winner gets, the winner gets to go to pride, you know? So Sakuraba's, I mean, uh, Quentin is fighting, uh, Asuda. I believe it was Asuda. Um, and Quentin didn't have his shorts. <laughs> So Quentin Jackson is literally in the locker room getting ready to fight. And he has no shorts. So I felt like Apollo Creed and Rocky because I had these really cool American. red, white, and blue American flag shorts. And I gave Quentin these shorts. I said, here, man, here you go. And so Quentin actually wore those shorts and became super famous in those red, white, and blue shorts. And to this day, he's like, hey, man, thank you for giving me those shorts, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, I guess somebody stole them from him. Oh, no. 
Yeah, the so, iconic. Yeah, so the iconic shorts are gone, you know, so. Well, whoever has those, put them on eBay, because I'm sure they're worth yeah. quite a bit. And, um, yeah, I just have so many funny stories. Like, well, I was cornering Frank Shamrock. I was cornering Tito Ortiz when he fought Frank Shamrock. Um, although Frank and I are friends, but I was better friends with Team Punishment, and, you know, I was with Tito. But Tito goes in the locker room, and we're there. He's getting ready, and he's like, and I have no groin protector. My cup, where, where is it? He, he lost it. He left it at home. Well, you know, I have all my gear. So I'm like, here, man, you can borrow mine. Sorry, it's extra, extra <laughs> yeah. large. Sorry, it's extra, extra large. So, so, yeah. so uh, I told Tito just keep it after the fight. Yeah. But, but yeah, so he borrowed my cup when he fought, uh, when he fought uh, Frank Shamrock. That's, that's a funny story. Did he win that fight or was no, he, he really, able to close his he, leg? He actually, um, he did really well. I mean, the fight was really good, but Frank ended up winning. Um, I think Tito realized what cardio, you needed cardio in that, um, that yeah. time. Because Frank was just a cardio machine. He just out cardioed him. Hmm. But uh, I think Tito actually said he'd never get tired in a fight again after that. And he, and did. he, and he didn't. Yeah, his work ethic yeah, was, was always. Was, he puts it in the gym, man. He still is. It's pretty fun to watch. You know, it, it, age is just a number. Age is just a number, man. As you know, yeah, you're, you're like, I feel, I mean, you're you're currently BKFC champ, right? Or yeah, you, I have the belt right now. I, I It's called the International Super Fight Ch- Champion. So I went to uh, Cancun, Mexico. I fought the Mexican guy who who was there, and I won the belt. I got the BKFC inaugural uh, Super Fight uh, World Championship, and I have it right now, and I'm ready to defend it. So BKFC, wherever you are, I'm ready. Hey, no, I love BKFC, man. I, I love bare knuckle. Bare knuckle to me is the, is, is the most incredible uh, sport ever. I mean, because it's, it's two guys bare knuckle, a mano and mano, man. You're just going out there swinging for defenses, man, and it is such an awesome experience and luke rockhold and you know all these people who have come from you know ufc over to bkfc they they have shown the difference of mma to bkfc i mean luke i don't know if he'll ever look the same you know his face his teeth his and so it it takes a different type of human what i mean to explain bkfc to somebody it's literally a man it's a street fight yeah you have to jump on them Real fast, quick, and in a hurry. And it's literally whoever hits you first gets a good shot is going to win. Dude. And so you Kimbo, Kim, yeah, Kimbo Slice, you know, rest, rest in peace. Yeah. He, he would have, this would have been his sport. I, I can't imagine anybody beating Kimbo Slice in a. I don't know, man. Kimbo, Kimbo was good. I give him that. But, but, but uh, there's guys that are better for sure. Man. But he was one of the first, yeah. you know, him, he, they, he did get, he did get backyard brawl out there. You oh know my I mean? goodness. And Masvidal, you know. Yeah, like, Masvidal, that's where he got his start out there in Florida. Yeah. It just, and where is uh, BKFC like? So BKFC is literally like in, I think they're like in 12 states now, 12, 13 states. They're trying to get in all 50, but you know, they, they, obviously commissions are involved and, um, you know, a lot of through the Dana process of getting right, that whole. You got to get him, you got to get sanctioned and like, uh, we're trying to get it in Arizona. I mean, what? I would love to headline the Arizona card, but you know, he's like, uh, um, we're talking about Dave Feldman is the CEO. Dave, Dave is like, Hey, when we get sanctioned in Arizona, we'll put you on a card. But you know, it's here and there. Yeah. So, yeah. There are a lot of their shows are in Florida. Florida is such a great state for, uh, for combat. Everyone's oh, yeah, above it, man. Yeah. Love it. Well, if we can make this happen, um, you know, it'd be, it'd be fun for Arizona to become a hotbed of many things, not just, um, bkfc but ufl i want everybody to know you know we we went to memphis and had a ufl too um and it's really hard to build an audience all at once 
what's so awesome is we have such a loyal following online. So our, our online stream was, was incredible, but it is so difficult to build that same brand trust, build that same loyalty that, you know, USC has been able to do over the last 20 years. Traveling is hard. So we really need, we just decided focusing on Arizona because we have such an incredible audience and, and fan base. Well, Arizona is the Mecca for MMA right now. It's crazy. I mean, there, there is everything. But also what you guys need to do is use local fighters. Yeah. You got to get local guys. I mean, that opens the door and launch pad for everything, but local guys will sell tickets. You will sell out. And you know, obviously that helps, to, that helps, you know, when you sell out a crowd. And with UFL being a fighter owned league where shares are owned by the fighters who fight in those Grand Prix. If we have a lot of Arizonan fighters that have those shares, man, is it awesome to have this unifying, co-owned, proud, you know, pride in your in your company. That's just going to grow. Can you explain to me, because I, I only heard it from online and I never really got to talk to you about it, is yeah. the insurance thing. Yeah. You're giving fighters insurance. I feel is like- correct? Absolutely. I, I mean, dude, no one does that. Thank you for bringing that up. I feel I feel like it's been so overlooked. No, it, it's amazing. A, as a fighter, and you don't have insurance because I mean, think about it. You you have I'm to insured. have a regular job, or you're doing construction, or you're you know you're doing ten other things to make a living. To not have insurance is huge. Yeah. So yeah. now that you have an opportunity, you gave them that platform to have insurance, bro. That's that's, uh, that's amazing. I feel like that's gonna raise the bar where other promotions are gonna have to figure out a way that we did it, which is with my group coverage that I have for all my businesses, I've obviously started UFL. So all of its employees or its subcontractors who do very W-2 type employment contracts, you know, that was always the excuse why UFL or other promotions can do is it, it wouldn't do insurances because they said, well, they're subcontractors, right? You know, they're, they're not employees. Well, when you've got them exclusive and you've you know, got them doing all these different requirements, it comes, it becomes very similar to employee type contracts. And so they're getting the best of both worlds. We're going to, we get them cap, you know, kind of exclusive and get them very, I don't want to say handcuffed, but pretty much owned by UFC or whoever else, but you don't have to give them the benefits of that contract as an employee. So we've now kind of flipped the script and says, we're going to let you be the subcontractor relationship and we're going to give you more freedom than other promotions give you as a subcontractor. But we're also going to give you the benefits as if you were an employee. So we've literally done the complete opposite. And, and I have a question for you too. So like in, in the UFL, if your fighter becomes champion and maybe the UFC or Bellator or one FC or to say, Hey, I really like that guy. Would you allow them to go fight in these bigger shows? Absolutely. It's going to be a gut punch because we know build them up. we build them up. Right. We want them to get famous. We want them to get the, the notoriety that they deserve. And, but we also know that UFL doesn't have that notoriety yet that the other promotions do. We know we'll get there. And so, you know, in five, six years, we we hope that our belt means just as much as you know a Bellator or a UFC. But right now, it's it's what it is, yeah. and I don't want our fighters to feel like because they're committing to us and helping grow tra things, yeah, that they're trapped and they're not going to get. You know, as a kid, you were like, kind of like, I want to be in the NBA, you know. But all of a sudden, this new, I want them to have and realize whatever dreams they can realize that they've always had for themselves. 
But ultimately, when you've been with UFL for years and years and years, um, you and the shares that you have in the company, its success is your success where you want it to thrive. Uh, over five years, the talent, the up and coming people who have been with UFL, that is going to be where you, the guys who built it, the guys who built it. But also, you know, when we start affording more per, higher purses, when we start affording all these additional things, the re- the talent of UFC, the cream of the crop right now, they're going to retire. You know, they're not going to fight forever or they're not going to be able to be the best forever. Well, the ones who we're cultivating right now over the next five years, it's kind of like you're always getting the new blood. If if they're with us for so long, all of a sudden to be the best, you need to beat these guys. So our belt becomes the notoriety. Yeah. But it, 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 but until then, you know, like I said, that's a long game. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's the long game. No, I just think it's great that, that you give an opportunity to say like one of your champions or something like that. You're not handcuffing them and saying, no, you can't go to the UFC yeah. or you can't go to one FC or Bellator. It's it, inevitable. I yeah. know, I know that. Uh, oh, that's awesome because I'll, I'll tell you other promotions right now, they'll handcuff you into a contract of and you're not allowed to do anything but that. Yeah. But then you're not an employee, right? You're exactly. a subcontractor. So where's the, that's a fine line. Yep. That they've been getting the other promotions and getting the best of both worlds. Right. You know, getting the captivation and the all encompassing control in your, without the employee. I had another question too, because this was, uh, we went out to Memphis and we were watching the fights, which were, they were great fights, by the way. Um, incredible. Are your fighters allowed to ultra have other sponsors? Yeah. And honestly, that actually came the day of the weigh-ins because, you know, when we have these we we pay for top notch production, right? Right. We we don't we we're not trying to be a regional promotion, right? And so when they walk out and they have all these really great photos for their content, we of course started having a little bit of the UFC. I started having a bit of that selfishness of being like, I want UFL to be all people see when they post on their social media and they do all these other things, um, because I've, we've spent so much money on that mm-hmm. and we've invested. But at the weigh-ins, the uh, ceremonial weigh-ins, when I got to talk with the fighters, with their coaches, with their agents, and they're like, hey, um, we have these sponsors who that was kind of their hope was they're giving, you know, $500, $1,000 that mean a lot to the fighter, but they were hoping to be on the shirt in their walkout. And so it kind of hit me of how easily you can get sucked into that selfish kind of promotion angle. And I was like, as much as I want only UFL. I would be a hypocrite. Yeah. So you're allowing that. We're allowing that. Yeah, that's awesome. And, okay. and especially until we can afford the bigger purses that then we can justify and tell the fighters, hey, you can, but we're, you know, we will pay you less or something like that. It's, it's, it needs to be a give and take because it one day when we're able to write these big checks, it'll justify, be like, hey, yeah. you don't need to go find those sure sponsors. We want all of our our digital pictures our assets to be uniform uniform because yeah. you're technically a shareholder Correct. in that company whatever a sponsor is able to pay you once for that shirt your shares are going to pay you quarterly for the rest of your life so um, you want those assets to be monetizable for the company because you know if it justifies that one-time paycheck for you to not get that thousand dollar sponsorship for a shirt um over four quarters, 
you know, whatever, however many shares you have that pay out the certain amounts. Yeah, you make more than that. It, yeah. it, it, and, and, I can't, and I can't wait for those fighters to start having that bigger picture in their mind that is like. I don't think they know it because it's never, it, been, it's done. never been done. It's never been done. And, so. and I constantly am having to kind of re-explain that. And that's fine. I want to re-educate everybody on these things because it's new mm-hmm. and it's really going to make the other promotions have to level up. It have to. Absolutely. So I'm excited. It's it's just, it's going to, it's a learning curve. I have to, as much as I have to educate and educate and educate, I will. Because once it clicks, everyone's going to be like, holy crap. You know, this is, this is game over. I'm only going to drink F3. I'm only going to eat F3 cookies. I'm only going to wear UFL or F3 gear because they own it. Their quarterly dividends and distributions directly are affected by its success. Right. So why would they ever even play with anything else? That's right. <laughs> so where's Frank Mir? I, you know, so, so look, that's what, we what we got to do. What we got to do is signify and solidify this. I want Frank Mir. What do we got to do to make it happen? Hey, that's what we got to do. What, so, what do we got to do to make it happen? With Sophia being the matchmaker, you've had such good meetings with her. You voiced what your expectations and hopes are. She has voiced that she wants the audience to be able to relay what they're you guys watching this podcast, you guys click on it and say, hey, I want Shannon Rich to fight Frank Mir. Yeah. You guys do it. Come on, help me out here. Yeah, there we go. It, your guys' voice is what needs to be heard because we want, you know, to pay the respect not only to these two pioneers, with Frank being such an in- integral part of UFL from the beginning, we want him to have that high, that sunset uh, retirement fight that pays the respect in a way that is you know it is it showcasing oh he's gonna fade into the sunset absolutely (laughs) he's fading into the sunset i love it i love it and so we want to hear you know there's there's a couple people on the table right now we haven't even talked out out i don't think we have i don't think we've released who the names were we're exposing but let us know your thoughts on on shannon the cannon because especially in arizona that would be just such an awesome experience i know i know you guys would have the biggest crowd yet and i mean you named a couple of th- people at the very beginning, Dan Severn and Don Fry. Yeah, absolutely. Be, they would be they're they're the here. They would come. Arizona, I love it. I mean, let's get, let's make this such a. Not only that, but the news, you know what I mean? The local news, uh, channel 10, channel 12. I've got working relationships with them, getting, getting the, 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 the exposure and getting the interviews and stuff. No, we'll kill it. Working, working with Shannon these last couple of weeks has been, I, I feel like I need to just say what I'm looking for because all of a sudden. You know, Shannon will just pull out. Oh, I'll just call my friend. I'll, like, he knows you know everybody around here. It's pretty. Cr- I need to from Arizona. I'm, tra- I'm trying to think. Like, I just need to talk more openly about. You know, do I need a nanny? Do I need like a house? Uh, you know, a handyman because you'll just call somebody. Yeah, we just call somebody, make it happen. And so, you know, I think it would be great. Um, but also, it's not just an Arizona uh, event. We want this to be a global, a, a, a national, even a global. You know, with with a lot of. Uh, your guys is um, our reach, our reach, our fan, our fan base reach. Obviously, Frank Mir is going to have uh, a massive one. I have a massive one. Japan, China, Russia. Uh, we'll get fans from everywhere to watch this. And that's and that's where you mm-hmm. know, you know, we in twenty twenty four, we're going to be opening up. And you guys are you guys are doing this on Rumble as well, right? Yeah, Rumble is is our current part. That's a platform. Yeah, they're they're the best right now. Um, we were their first combat sport league in. Uh, you know, bringing their entertainment type platform before they were just a very good alternative to not being censored to not being 
I'll do something that no other fighter will do is I'll invite Don Jr. Who's a pal of mine. And he's also on rumble and I'll go on his podcast with some F3, get all his guys, uh, to promote F3, but also my fight with Frank Mir. Hey, that's, that's what I'm throwing on the table is I'll, I'll, uh, I'll invite, uh, Don Jr. to come out to the fight as well. Cause you know, they're MMA fans. Yeah. Trump's love of MMA. They, I mean, what was that huge, uh, standing ovation they all got in that last, uh, UFC? UFC? Yeah. I mean, you had Mike Tyson there, yeah. you had. And Trump walks out and the edge of crowd goes nuts. Yeah. I love it. I mean, the MMA, I, I, I don't want it to be just political. Obviously, oh, of course um, not. I kind of got into this, this MMA league through my first freedom fight night uh event that was a political fundraising thing but this is so much more than that now i never want it to be divisive or or alienate one party or anything because what we're doing is benefiting fighters of all ideologies Mm -hmm. of all you know the country is so divided right now that if i can help be a part of something that unifies in a way i i want to do that i I know that sounds cheesy um because i'm i'm very strong in my ideology beliefs but i absolutely do not care what somebody's true beliefs and ideologies are they will be just as much of my best friend i hate that we can't have that friendship anymore that disagreement it is it's basically like it's divided the country to a violent nature that is so sad because what happened to the you know being able to debate and then still have a can of f3 afterwards you know it's almost like this you can't talk to my kids anymore you can't talk to my family and i'm gonna delete you on things delete you on the chasing yeah um you're not my brother anymore uh by the way i'm gonna kill you you know you're safe because you're you're a racist um bigot that i just need to rid you of the world i'm like wait we we just had thanksgiving together what how did this you know holy crap so if ufl can be a place where fighters of all, you know, ideologies, nationalities, uh, races can be co-owners of this thing and benefit together by its success. I, in my utopian idea, you know, that's, I mean, that's socialism by, by, um, not by mandatory that that's, a, and I hate because I'm not a socialist, but that's like what people would dream a socialistic result could be, but it's not mandating it. It's not forcing it down. People are choosing to be, because they see they are volunteering to be part of this, do the sacrificing into this pot together. And we all eat together. Yeah. You know, um, socialism is great on paper. Then when you throw human beings into the mix, it never works out, you know, but in this case, I think it could be a small micro, um, example of, and, of what people can do together and we're talking ufl4 because i think frank would be uh ready to go in december yeah the the plan was ufl3 in august because um his daughter bella is going to be fighting on the same car yeah, she won't be here though but she won i mean we should have guessed that she would have won everything and now she's now she's training um not only with worlds uh in rest, uh, wrestling i think she has like olympic ambitions and stuff so working around her schedule a little bit because that's really not only his retirement, it's the historic kind of cool one in a lifetime type thing of a father and, you know, a, a, a previous champion and a future champion, father and daughter duo on the same card, I think is just so cool. Right. Yeah. And and I, I, in Memphis, I did speak with uh, Frank briefly and asked him, would he take the fight? He said yes. And, uh, you know, he's not afraid of anybody, he'll fight. Um, 
but he even told me, he said, even if Bella doesn't uh, want to fight or could fight on that card, he would still fight on that card Hey, and end it. So well, I mean, we do it either way. Well, and what's so cool too is the once in a lifetime potential of a father daughter duo retirement of a legend and a future upcoming legend. We might have a second one with Rampede and, and, and Raja. Yeah, Raja. So we have uh, uh, Quentin and Raja on the next podcast talking about how that might be UFL 5 yeah. or or what, or maybe UFL 4. Maybe we have both. We just stack, we stack, stack December and it's just nuts. And we just make it. I mean, think about all the celebrities. Ashton knows a ton of celebrities. I know a ton of celebrities. We bring everybody to, to, to UFL 4. We rock it. Um, I want to... Actually, a good dear friend of mine is running for the U.S. Senate, Arizona Senate. Uh, his name is Sheriff Mark Lamb, and I want to donate a part of my purse and uh, sponsorship money to his campaign. So, you know, I'll have Mark come out and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll be able to give him a big check. And uh, wow. I want to, I want to, you know, I want to contribute to uh, Mark Lamb. Hey, I love Mark too, or Sheriff, I should say. I'm yeah. sorry about that. But- <laughs> Your 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 closer relationship. Yeah, I'm with Mark. I, I can say Mark. He's a good good dear friend of mine. I I, I do security for him with the uh, Pinal County Sheriff's Department. Yeah, I'm ready. Great guy. And um, you know, the only thing I wouldn't want to do is because that that's just a monumental night by itself. Um, even if it was, you know, Frank and Bella, that's a monumental night. Frank and Bella, Raja and Rampage makes it way like holy crap night. But then it's also our finale Grand Prix. Yes. So it's like, I, how do we make sure that we're balancing all of these big events? Do we spread them out just, so that we, we just make it one night extravaganza? And, and you know, it's an MMA mecca uh, fan loving. I mean, the fans would love it. Hey, I mean, you, you go big or go home. Um. So you you ended it with a mecca of a night. I mean, we're gonna leave that up to you guys too. That uh, if you guys think spreading it out is better so that you know our fighters who are going to be putting it all out there for their final grand prix because we're gonna be handing out belts our first champions of ufl that's a big night i don't want to worry out of that so let us know too if you guys think it'd be better to space some of these iconic i think it overshadows it i think what it does is it just builds it up yeah i mean big big ufc when you've got three title fights on one night i mean mean, that's technically what we are doing that that's what i'm saying yeah so and then you have the super fight the retirement fight you know, two of them potentially. Yeah. Two of them potentially. Um, yeah. Lots to consider. I would love to have input from, from the audience and fans. Um, but man, we're going to have a lot of not only events of the night, we have a lot of star power showing up. We have, um, a lot of personalities, you know, last, last couple of times we've had some Phoenix Suns players. We have Chris Angel. Um, we've had so many uh, UFC legends, uh, showing up, but so many more people are coming on board uh, for this UFL movement that just being there mm-hmm. is going to be a blast, let alone all the amazing action. We have, you know, obviously those same celebrity st- studs coming, but Brennan Schaub is now very much uh, in UFL's corner. And so he'll probably be there doing some comedy club stuff. And, and, being- and Brandon would love to talk shit about me. I know that. Are you, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Have his- no, Brandon just, I love the guy. He just doesn't know his MMA history too well. <laughs> he he actually said some things about me that were de- negative and derogatory. Oh no! So Brendan uh, just said, you know, he just has to Google me, and then he, he may know who I am. But uh, oh. it's, all, it's all good. Yeah, Brendan's a good guy. It, it, he means well. 
and then and so not only Brendan and Frank and Rampage having some kind of lead up commentary to the event. Uh, we, we've partnered with a local stud radio, uh, personalities. yeah, personalities. Yeah. If, if you're in Arizona, you know who John Jane Rich are. Oh, they're massive and huge and they're hilarious. I mean, they, they don't know MMA, which is, it makes it even funner yeah. that they're going to be coming on and, and being, you know, kind of a personality appearance there, maybe doing some, uh, initial podcast leading up to the event, but they're hilarious. And so having them talk with say Rampage, Shannon, Brandon, uh, Chris Angel, who, who knows? it's just going to be a blast to be there. Yeah. And, um, I, actually I have a event with John Jay right after this. So I'm not drinking like I normally am, uh, cause I need to save some of my bandwidth. And I'll be bringing out, um, Luis Gonzalez, who's a Diamondback fan. And he, I mean, he, he's a, he, he's a legend with the Diamondback, but he's also a Hall of Famer. I mean, Luis is a huge MMA fan. He's been to so many of my fights. He's always calling me, Hey, when are you fighting again? So I'll definitely bring him out. I'd love to meet him in person. Yeah, Cause I bet. I bat like him because of him. Mm. I, I didn't know that that's not how you're supposed to stand. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so thanks for ruining my chances at any MLB. You know, no, no, uh, no, son. That's not how you hold the bat. Yeah, no junior high or high school gave me a chance because I'd go up there to the plate and just stand straight at the pitcher. Yeah. You know, and they're like, "What are you doing? Uh, cut! He's out!" <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd smash one over the, you know, over the fence, and then they regretted their decisions. Nice. Oh, uh, Luis is a good guy. I golf with him quite a bit and uh, he loves MMA, man. So uh, he'll definitely come. Good. Let's get him there and get him the, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if standing ovations are, are, are in order, but get him the uh, recognition he deserves Absolutely. because it, especially in Arizona, man, what he did with the Diamondbacks in 03 or 04? Yeah. yeah. 03. 03? Yeah. World Series. Champions. Champions. He's the one that hit the, the uh, Craig Council uh, uh, base hit. Into the mean, World Series, yeah, that one against the Yankees. Hey, let's go! <laughs> yes, it, cool. And then what happened ever since? I feel like uh, yeah. it, being in Arizona, no, they're doing actually good this year. Good. I threw out the first pitch. Um, That's right. A couple weeks ago, when they played the uh, uh, Washington Nationals, and uh, it, it was an experience. Get to throw out the first pitch. Luis Gonzalez set that up for me, man. So shout out to Luis for doing yeah, that. The man. Yeah. Please come. We will make it the night that you will not forget. Oh, you won't forget, man. It'd be star studded. Everybody's coming out. And and thank you, Eric. Eric just corrected us that uh, it was actually a one one Arizona beats <laughs> but, the Yankees. But I think it was also the shortest amount of time a new franchise was formed because I think Diamondbacks came from Arizona to or did we just form them here? Oh, here, and so they've always been with Arizona, so. So seven years, six, seven years yes. wow. to win a championship. That's pretty quick. Yeah. So Arizona was cool for a little bit. Yeah, it was cool for a little and, bit. And then uh, we'll, we'll get back there though. You know, Suns hopefully are making some big changes and um, wow, you know, hopefully, <laughs> you know, and, but UFL, Arizona has, you know, UFL to look forward to. Um, I have been talking to Shannon this whole time. I apologize, Ashton. You deserve the time. No, no, no. We are good. As we are good. Yeah, we're, we're attached by the hip. We're attached Ashton, by the hip. And I are partners. We got a company. It's actually Ashton's company. He brought me in on it. It's called Let's Win. It's an apparel company. Show us so, so some of your goodies here. So, uh, if you haven't heard, F3 is the only option, right? Only. I wanted to correct you on that. So... Luckily, working with you two, we've been able to come up with some cool garments that we're excited to soon release and get maybe even get some engagement today. So 
you know, Shannon, uh, obviously we got to design the jersey. So for the podcast, wanted to release something different, get people excited. Sexy. So Shannon, I might need you to stand up and be a little model right now. But this is my Shannon the Cannon F3 jersey. Yeah, spinner. Yeah. Do you think that's getting the top there? Do you think this is? Yeah. It's all right. Um, Beautiful. So Hawaii design. I, I love Hawaii. I love the turtles. So, you know, I'm, uh, I'm all about that. Aloha. Ah, and then even a, a piggyback on Memphis coming out with the little fighter kits with Rampage, the hoodies, the things like that. It was just real exciting. So when people always ask us, uh, like people don't know, like less than a month ago, I was a general manager working at EOS Fitness, right? I love it. And uh, I believe everything happens for a reason. I believe I'm a very intentional person, right? And uh, it's funny how we met before partners. He's coming in the gym every day. We're getting to know who each other are. And just between our conversations, we're literally like, man, between your connections and my connections, like, what could happen? Literally, I'm running, trying to hide, do my job. And then you just know, right? You know when something's divine and when it's supposed to happen. So the reason I like to explain let's win for all of us, let's is an invitation, right? Win is a decision you have to do on your own. So what I had to continue to tell myself, why is it that Shannon keeps asking me to do this? Why is it that he keeps presenting these opportunities? And my story that I always share with my mom and my family and my friends and my boss, Corey Krebs, he comes up to me one day and this is where I knew it was it, right? You know the story about Nike, right? Oh yeah. So he comes up to me, he's like, you think I'm a bullshitter, huh? I'm like, nah, man, you're not a bullshitter. I'm, I'm just a busy kid, man. He goes, Get ready for Super Bowl weekend. I'm like, all right. He's like, make me some designs. We're going to go hang out with Vernon Davis. I go, sure you are. <laughs> uh, you know, I go tell all my team, like, hey, man, I, I'm going to be hanging out with Vernon Davis. The day comes. I forget. Right? Uh-oh. I'm not going to lie. I said on camera. But you did make the shirt. But I made the shirt. Give it to the car. I take it to the car. He takes it. 20 minutes later, I have a video of Vernon Davis like, Ooh, I need this product, blah, da, 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 da. So that's kind of where we started. Now we fast forward to where we are today. The reason I asked you about the Nike story is because, like I've told you, like I've told Sophia, like I tell Sh- Shannon, I believe we're next, right? Absolutely. So even our stories of finding the next Michael Jordans and even you saying with UFL, finding the new blood, I feel like we're in the midst of that, right? Um, I'm seeing the things in Memphis, your production. I'm seeing, you want to talk about the next Michael Jordan? I think his name is Roger. Hey, Roger Jackson, right? So when you see the potential of everything, it excites me. You know, I feel bad shooting those texts at 11 at night and, you know, seven in the morning, but I believe Harrison, Shannon, and anyone even watching this, when you have a product, right? That's just a product, right? But when you know your value, there's a difference, right? So that's kind of just a little quick spill on me and Shannon. And then even incorporating with F3. In the last three weeks, I think you can ask my mom, you can ask my family, you can ask my friends. It's the takeover, right? When you can literally put something in someone's hand, right? And they say, hey, I don't like an energy drink. I didn't say if you like it or not, just try it. And their reaction, right? Oh, yeah. It's undeniable, right? 
So ever given somebody a drink and then say, oh, that's horrible. They were like, oh, man, that's actually pretty good. You can sell you, anything you get once. You, you get it, man. Everybody but it has to sell itself over right. and over and over. Exactly. And now it's really just kicking over the rocks. That's what I'm falling in love with. It's walking in, introducing a product that's, I don't have to sell you. I just need to educate you. Mm-hmm. Harrison, how, how many people in Arizona alone, and someone please comment, mm-hmm. will say, oh, that's a monster. That's a Red Bull. I don't like that stuff. It gets me too Oh, you jacked. I don't do caffeine. And then you say, but have you ever had a mood drink? What do you mean What's a mood that? drink? It's a mood drink. Uh, what is it? Yeah. The new flavors we just tried. Right? Oh, yeah. Just so you guys know, I don't think you guys saw it on this one, but right now for the mood drinks, we have orange, uh, which is like an orange stickle. Um, and we have peach, which is like, we call it peach mood, which is, they're very much like peaches and cream or orange dreamsicle you know delicious stuff so we're like those things are going nuts and they're like you said they're not the jack you up they're the after the nighttime and you can drink them during the day but i drink them at nighttime to get me down you know we're so used to being jacked all the time you get home you still have that go 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 anxiety slash go i'm not a drinker but i can imagine that's why people have their nightcaps you know what what can i do what can i do to calm my mind down and, you know, without becoming a pill popper or, or anything else that, you know, I, I think sounds great. These drinks have ingredients in, in them that naturally help, you know, calm you, calm you down, fight anxiety, fight depression, fight all these other things that just give you the um, dopamine and the endorphin lifted just for a, a state of well-being, which ironically the next day makes it so much easier to then have a healthier lift again because you're not always there. You're not always having, you're able to rest, recover, you know, have some sanity to you. And, and so we needed to get more flavors of our moods. And so we just tried our pina colada and our strawberries and cream fire. Like, so you gave them the answers and not us. I, I know. Now, uh, I'm not, not handed to them. They're not going to, they're not going to actually, they will know. Cause by then they'll have the, yeah. you know, final product. We didn't know. We had to guess what, what does this taste like? Hey, that, Hey, yeah. that, that may be our first reactions video right there. Hey, yeah. Giveaways, if you post a, you know, a reaction video or a unveiling, like, I love those. Yeah. Those, those are good. great. Get in there for a sweet jersey. Every, every time I wear my F3 jersey, people are like, where the heck did you get that? I'm and, like, And something I wanted to mention is because you probably can't see from the podcast, but everything we do is sublimated. It's not, it's not a silk screen where you see it and it's going to crack and everything. These, these are, these are sublimated and they don't, they don't shrink. They're, they're, they're in the material. Yeah. And it's all custom. The, 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 the quality is undeniable. Absolutely. And just to kind of piggyback off that, I think that's what makes the partnership between Let's Win and F3 so special. Like, from our conversations of, I'll never forget, you're like, I'm going to start calling you Nike. I'm like, no, 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 we're, we're better than Nike, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, you have to be careful what you say, right? Because then it turns into a thought and then it turns into an action. And five years ago, before even meeting Shannon, I spoke it. I'm yep. going to put Nike out of business, right? The goal isn't to put them out of business, but if you shoot to do that, you'll succeed. You'll become a contender, mm-hmm. right? And it's more than what you reach. So bumping into you, first thing I said is, let's go put Monster off the shelf. Let's go get Red Bull off the shelf, right? Because they don't offer the value of what we offer. So like I told you, I'm excited over the next 30 to 60, 90 days to see F3 on every shelf in the city and every gym in the city and every bar in the city. Yep. Where there's energy, it needs to be us. Three. 
<laughs> yeah, it needs to be us three. F three, a lot of threes. Yeah, let's go. Well, guys, I mean, there's obviously so much more that we need to talk about and, and can talk about. But what I think makes it th- what is great about that is we just need to do more episodes together. Yeah, like I'm, I love talking with you guys. There's endless amounts of stories. I'm sure Dude, I got it's- so many MMA stories that blow your mind. And we'll be able to talk about the evolution and developments of F3 in upcoming episodes. So let us know your thoughts. Frank Mir versus Shannon the Cannon. Let us know your thoughts on different flavors that you might want to try for F3. Different raffles of different apparel that you would love to start repping that uh, these gentlemen with Let's Win could. Yeah, if you want a custom jersey, F3 custom jersey, let us know. We'll put it in the comments and we'll make it. Guys, super excited. Uh, UFL 3 coming up in uh, August, uh, which is just two months away. So be prepared for that. We're going to keep posting updates on on those developments. And of course, uh, who UFL 4 and or 5 card is going to be for the big boys. That's right. Guys, thanks for watching. See you on the next episode. See you guys later.